Welcome back to the John Krasinski Show. The star of the show, coincidentally, is named John Krasinski. Writes for The Athletic. Has been covering the Timberwolves forever. And John, uh, we're going to talk about some fun things happening around the Wolves or not happening around the Wolves. Uh, But I I just want to say it's been really fun for me just to see Timberwolves social media be so optimistic. Uh, You know, this is a beaten down fan base. And... I don't know if I've ever seen this fan base, maybe since Garnett's prime, just exhibit this kind of joy and optimism that we're seeing this summer. Yeah, it's kind of been, um, it's much because when you see the discourse, let's just, you know, talk about the Rudy trade. I mean, I think initially in the very first hours after a trade like that happens, there's maybe some angst and some nervousness of, wow, they paid a lot for him and what's going to happen here and how is this going to work out and all of this. But then you kind of get into really examining it and, 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 and looking at it and listening to everyone involved to kind of give their thoughts on how this will all come together. And, um, and I, I think that the excitement right now is born out of a faith in the leadership of the organization that is wholly unique in this franchise's history. Um, you know, even, even in the, when Jimmy Butler was acquired, like there was obviously a lot of excitement there. There was a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, of fans, you know, they, they packed them all of America, they were really getting into it and 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 rubbing their hands together and saying, "I can't wait for this season, and this is all going to work out." Um, but they had already had a one year of Tibbs that was kind of underwhelming, um, and so there was kind of just a in the backs of people's minds. I think that there was a, yeah, I don't know if I can really trust this. I'm not sure. And right now, it seems as if. There is a lot of trust in Tim Conley, who came in firing with a with a big trade like this, who you know made some moves on the margins that seem to make a lot of sense and and have built up some goodwill that way. There's incredible faith in Chris Finch as a head coach to put all the pieces together and to adapt to the roster that he has and find ways to make things work uh, at at a, at a high level, even with a roster that is not a conventional one. If you would say, and I really do think over the last year that Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez have built up some trust in terms of these are guys who are super enthusiastic about the team, about the city. Um, they're they're very present and involved. Um, they are at games all the time. They're interacting with fans. They are driving some sort of aggressive mindset and going after Tim Connolly and in helping to approve the Rudy Gobert trade and things like that. And so you look at all of that together and none of that guarantees any success going forward. This all may flame out. This may not work. But as it stands right now, I just think that these fans have a belief and a trust in the people who are making the decisions and who are in positions of power from top to bottom, ownership, executive, coach, coaching, um, and then you mix in Anthony Edwards, who's super popular um, with the with the fan base, and Carl Anthony Towns is, I think, kind of starting to 
get back in the good graces in terms of just with the the way that he is kind of performing and the things that he is saying publicly. And so all of that is to say is just that there's just so much uh, that that these fans are believing in right now and are having faith in. And this is not an organization that you could responsibly have faith in really for the last 18 years or so and even going back further than that. So um, that's that's just, you know, in, in covering this team and in, for as long as I have heading into season 18 for me, like that's that's the, the, the thing that sets this group apart right now. They still have to earn it. They have to build on it. But I just don't remember so much trust in just the organization as a whole, as we're seeing now. And that's why you're, I think you're seeing a lot of the excitement, uh, you know, from, from Timberwolves fans, they believe this is all going to work out because they believe in the people who are putting all this, all of this together. You're listening to TalkNorth.com. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe at your favorite podcast app. That's the easiest way to listen. It's also free. You can also go to the website and see all of our shows, including the Viking Update show that John and I collaborate on. Thanks to our producer, Brandon Morton. Uh, you, can listen, you can follow us on Twitter at TalkNorthPod. See all the shows as they are released. We keep on adding shows. We have Dave Lee, uh, Mike Grimm's Go Gopher podcast, Nate Prosser's Prosbox, the On the Bench people. Blois Olson. Of course, we have Cheryl Reeve, uh, which is you know just a great thing for our network to have someone of Cheryl Reeve's stature. We have outdoor content. Check it all out. We do appreciate it. Thanks to our sponsors on this show, TSR Injury Law, 612-TSR-TIME, and All Energy Solar, allenergysolar.com. So in, as Timberwolves fans are expressing optimism and you know there's this great vibe around the organization, we're also in a fun segment of the summer where guys get to go play, you know, pickup ball. They get to go work with their national teams or they get to go play in, in pro-ams. Uh, why don't you run down who's doing what in that regard? Yeah, this is kind of, you know, this is fun because right now, August is typically the month that is the dead period for NBA kind of discourse for real sort of, analysis, all of those things, because, you know, you, you have the season, you know, in September, you're ramping up to training camp in October, you get training camp, at the start of the regular season, you go all the way through to June with the playoffs. And then you jump right into draft and free agency, essentially through July. And it's, a, it's a basically an 11 month calendar. Then in August, everyone kind of gets away. They shut down for a little while. They get some vacations in and it sort of goes to the back burner and everyone takes a little breather before it starts all up again in September. And but in, in, in to fill like the void, there is still appetite for the NBA. There's still intrigue about the players. I mean, everyone, I think, is starting to get a little bit excited that the season is getting closer and, and you start to kind of think about what you know, what players are looking like and, and, and all of that. And so now you, you're looking on social media and Hey, you're seeing Jaden McDaniels play in Jamal Crawford's, um, uh, pro-am in Seattle and he's scoring 52 points in the game and he is showing off a bit of a handle that you haven't seen before. And you're seeing these little highlights, um, of these games and you're saying, Oh my goodness, Jaden McDaniels! Like here's was Mister Untouchable. This is the guy they didn't want to give up in the Rudy Gobert trade, and now look at him. Now he's playing against maybe a couple of NBA players, and the rest are college players or high school players or never, you know, you know, or or just kind of local 
uh, legends from around the Seattle area. And so it's not exactly uh, a, a requisite thing to evaluate from a game, but you get tantalized by it. I think, uh, you know, fans are, are salivating over seeing these little things. You're watching Rudy Gobert, who is kind of playing some tune-up games for France as they prepare for the European Championships in, um, in, in September. And all of a sudden, you see little clips of Gobert, you know, passing the ball a little bit more than he did in Utah or, you know, getting the ball at the elbow and operating out of there a little bit more and a little bit differently. And it's not an NBA game. It's not close to what he is going to be seeing. He's not playing with the same teammates uh, that that he will be in Minnesota. But you allow yourself to start to kind of dream a little bit and think a little bit about how this is going to translate. You see Josh Minot dunking all over the Tyus Jones Pro-Am in Minneapolis here, and and you you, you start to kind of salivate over that too. And um and and so like these are just all of the fun moments that you break down and you probably put too much emphasis on it and you get too excited about seeing Jade McDaniel's crossover, you know, some uh you know DG League guard or something like that from the Seattle area and go to the rim and dunk and 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 you start to think, okay, he's making the leap. And it's probably a little bit irrational, but I think it's okay to have that right now in August. Well, you know, while there is a dearth of like real hard evidence to really pour over, just have a little fun, daydream a little bit and 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 try to extrapolate what you're seeing in these less competitive environments and situations tra- and how that'll translate to when the when the bright lights come on in October here. As someone who covered Russian basketball and helped Tw- Timberwolves fans get excited about Alexei Shved, Yeah. I cannot look down on anybody who's getting excited this time of the year because I actually got a little excited about Alexi Shved, and I, I'm not going to say I regret. No, I think we were both in in the uh, in the Olympics. Um, yes, that was London, right? Yep, London for yep. for those for those games, and I was with AP at the time, Jim, and and yeah, like so there was the Alexi Shved. You know, that was when David Blatt was coaching that team, and we're like, yeah, man, this guy's really sharp. This is cool, yeah. and it turns out that he was a disaster as an NBA coach. <laughs> Um, but you know, that's one of the extrapolations that you think, okay, that didn't work out because I looked at David Blatt running, running the show there and thought, man, I, I see how he kind of works with the media. I see the the sets and the systems that he's running with, with an under talented Russian team and, uh, having some success and you, this guy deserves a chance in the NBA. Now, maybe coaching LeBron wasn't the ideal situation for him, but it didn't work out. Um, Alexi Shred, you know, didn't work out, even though he had some moments uh, with the Timberwolves. But yeah, I, I was absolutely in that group, um, you know, kind of trying to really look at these, you know, these summer contests playing against Lithuania or playing against, you know, even Spain or, or the Americans or, or, or bigger teams and and how that would translate. And and you you get intrigued by it. And I think it just kind of speaks to in general, like just everyone's appetite for basketball and, and, and trying to have fun and, and, and really soak it in and and look at it. So, um, yeah, that was, that was definitely another one that, that does, does come to mind in terms of how we try to process, you know, what we're seeing and, and, and what might translate. And then you get to put your, your GM hat on and your talent scout hat on and try and, and, and see if you can pick up on things. So uh, th- th- it's always a good time to do that. 
I, I know that Steve Terry will appreciate me working Alexi Shved into yes. in August 2022 <laughs> Timberwolves podcast. Yes, give me some kind of a crown. Uh, thanks to Steve. Thanks to TSR Injury Law for sponsoring us for so long. 612-TSR-TIME. We don't want you to need that number, if you, but if you get hurt, you're going to need good help. They will provide good help. They won't charge you unless they win your case. They win a lot of cases. We hope to get back out to their uh, – Posh digs here soon to do another show with Steve, the Timberwolves super fan. But until then, don't get hurt. But if you do get hurt, call 612-TSR-TIME. Thanks also to All Energy Solar. Uh, it can All Energy Solar can save you money now. It can save you money in the long run. It can increase your resale value. It can be the ideal home improvement project. Most home improvement projects don't pay for themselves until the property is sold. Solar pays back regardless of property sale. Most systems are warrantied for 25 to 30 years. After 30 years of operation, solar could have paid back 300 to 400% of the cost, and you will certainly get 100% return on solar investment upon your home sale. And homes with solar often sell faster than those without. There are so many good reasons to go to allenergysolar.com and check out you know, what incentives they have right now, what kind of deals they have right now, and what they can do for you, allenergysolar.com. Is there, you know, this is a good week to do some more esoteric stuff. Uh, there are a lot of roster questions I have, but I can ask those next week or the uh, following. I remember hearing you talk about beat writing, and it was a while ago, and I cannot even remember the context at this point. And you were, uh, it, and you have every ability to correct me here if I got it wrong, but I, I think I heard you talking with somebody about beat writing and how, you know, it's, it's kind of not that glamorous. It's not, it's not, uh, it's not celebrated. It's kind of the grunt work of the business. And while the, the grunt work is there, if you're a beat writer and you do it the right way, I feel like beat writing has become kind of the most prominent, uh, aspect of sports journalism in maybe the last decade or two, because when I, you know, when I was breaking into the business, columnists were, were it. You went to another town, you read the columnist first, you pick up the sports section in your local town, you read the columnist first, and then you moved on to the beats and everything else that was happening. I feel like now, uh, whether it's social media, whether it's uh, the way TV promotes things, whether it's the fact that, you know, people like Woj and Shams have become these superstars, I feel like beat writing is now kind of the superstar niche in our business. Do you disagree? Uh, well, a as a beat writer, no, uh, I don't disagree. <laughs> Your time is done, Jim, and it's, this oh, is my I know. time Believe to take me, over. Uh, my time's long over. <laughs> um, no, I, I do think that there is something to what is being valued now more than any ever is information, is breaking news, is, you know, original reporting, kind of those those sorts of elements that's certainly where i've built my brand if you want to call it that or whatever um feels weird to talk about it but like um i am you know i think people some wolves fans it, you might get frustrated with this from time to time but in general i'm not the guy who is weighing in with my opinion on who should be hired and fired on who you know, is good and bad on, on those things. I'm more focused on the reporting, like of real news, of breaking news, of transactions, of injuries, of, of, of things like that. But then also, you know, deeply analyzing 
sort of what is going on behind the scenes. So even if I'm, you know, behind, say, Wojer or, or someone like that on an initial tweet of a, of a breaking news story, then it's up to me, I think, to a lot of people look to me as, okay, John, tell me what's really happening here and tell me how, you know, what are all the factors that are in play with a certain situation and give me the real meat on the bone. And, and so I do think that there's, there's an appetite for that nowadays um, because it is hard to do. It's, 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 it's unique. And, and, and so people want the, they, they want to be able to read a story or listen to a podcast and get real hard information um, out of it. And, and the, they can use that in their discourse. They can use it to kind of help make up their own minds on, on what's really going on. And, and so I do think that you, know, you can see sort of a renaissance in terms of the 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 beat writers in terms of like the the our profile is has definitely risen over the years we used to be definitely a lot more in the shadows and and kind of just you know doing the day-to-day work um to kind of fill the gaps and let the big star columnists the big star radio um uh hosts kind of have really dictate the discourse and and really kind of control the messaging. Well, now, um, with all of the sources of you know, reporting or analysis or hot takes or or opinion or all of those things, I think the thing that can separate a, a writer reporter from the rest is when you have the real information because – I mean, how many times will I write a, an in-depth piece, whether it's on Gerson Rosas's firing or um, the Rudy Gobert uh, uh, trade, and and all of the thinking behind it and all that, and little bits and pieces get taken out of it and aggregated and and, and moved on, and that kind of feeds the ecosystem going forward. And so, I think that there is more of an appreciation these days for it because. Um, it's, it's harder to do. And, and also the, it's easier for me as a, as a person with social media to sort of carve out my own lane and, and have my own, you know, John Krasinski personality. Um, whereas before it might've been inside the pages of the star tribune, or, you know, when I worked for AP, like all of my, all of my work would would go a lot of it would go unbylined all over the country and and it it was a little lower key now people know who i am people know what to expect from my work and all the other great you know mike russo and lavelle and like all all the other great reporters that that do it like we do it uh, there there just is a there's there's a i think a, a, an understanding more of an understanding among the people who are consuming news kind of what the different roles are and and where you can find what you really need to find to inform you and entertain you and do all of those things i remember i think it was at the london olympics i remember i sat next to woge a lot just because of what for whatever reason i didn't i didn't know i don't know woge all that well but we're friendly and i remember sitting next to him and i was like I can't remember if I wasn't on Twitter, if I just wasn't enthusiastic about it. And I looked and I looked over and Woj was showing me a tweet or about something. And I'm like, look over and he's got like 2 million Twitter followers. I'm like, holy crap. Yes. You know, and, and it's because, you know, information is irreplaceable. Um, mm-hmm. And, 
Yeah, I still listen. I still I gravitate to people I think can write a good column or a good feature. I love that. I, that's that's kind of the part of the of the business that has always captured my imagination. But you can't substitute news. You just can't. There's no substitute for for hard information, and therefore there's no substitute for the people who actually give you that information. Yeah, and, and I'll, I'll absolutely, you know, like I've known Woj for a long time. We are on very good terms. Like I think I, I respect him a lot, um, even though we compete against each other a lot. Uh, but one thing that he was very ahead of the curve in understanding the power of Twitter and the power yeah. of social media and the and and the ability to to carve a brand. Because even if you remember, Jim, like let's go back ten years. Uh, Woj really made his bones as sort of this like sharp pen, sharp tongued columnist. Um, yeah. And, you know, he obviously he, he compiled a lot of information and he did a lot of great reporting and he had a lot of sources and he did all this. But you remember when when LeBron and the, the Heat lost to the Mavericks in the finals that first year of that that the the LeBron Bosch Wade um uh, you know, pairing or, or whatever you want to call it or, or teaming up. Um, Woj was writing columns every game it, through that series. Just, I mean, eviscerating LeBron James and the way that he went about his business and the way that, that he did things and, and all of the, and all of that. And I, that's how he kind of rose to prominence was this guy who was fearless, who would, tell it like it is nowadays he but he he eventually evolved to i am a straight information guy like i i get the scoops and i report the news faster than anyone else and i'm not going to tell you what i think about it at all um i'm just going to give you the information and you make the decision sham shrania does that exactly for us at the athletic and does a great job with it as well and 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 so um he is just he recognized that it was much more powerful and he got much more of a following and and became you know much more influential by being the information guy versus being the um the opinion guy now i think i still think that there is a very real place for a merger of the two and in times i try to do that myself and i know you do with your column and things is like i think the best columnists the best feature writers are are the ones who can embed original information and 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 news nuggets and things that people don't really know about within a very well written feature or column or or piece like that and you use the facts to back up either your opinion or to support sort of the narrative structure of of the feature that you're writing and and so at, you know at the bedrock of everything everyone does should be reporting and talking to people and and getting insight and and doing it that way um but i think now more than ever uh there is just that real thirst for for just real hard information that you can believe and you can trust and that's what has allowed people like myself and russo and others to sort of uh, you know, make our way in this business and carve out our own niches and and have some success with it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I also have to say this as someone who I covered Dallas Cowboys for one year, the Vikings for four years, twins for five years before I started doing features and league wide stuff and then segueing to the column and beat writing is the hardest 
thing to do. It's the hardest thing to do well because there's you. It's relentless. You know, yeah. you were just always on, and it's one of the reasons I wanted to do something uh, with a little more life structure. Like you know, if I I could spend three weeks working on Byron Buxton's life story, but when that story's over, it's over. If you're a beat writer, you're checking your phone every five minutes of your life because news could break at any time. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's that's it. Um, and it, it, it's a it is a constant struggle. Um, and I think that it certainly does burn people out. Um, and and it it can be overwhelming uh, at times. I mean, I've certainly you know whether it's the Jimmy Butler saga or what went you know even when Tim Connolly was was kind of when the Wolves were recruiting Tim Connolly to to do, to, to try and land him to come here. Like that was an all consuming, probably 10 days or more, um, that, you know, on the phone all of the time and trying to figure out if this was going to happen or not and talking to all sorts of people involved and, and, and what was leading into it and, and how it was going. And you just like, it's, at the end of it, when it's over, when it's over, yeah, you're right. You're like, you're relieved that, okay, that's done. I can just take a breath. But now you kind of shift into, okay, like what kind of job is he going to do? How do I build a relationship with him? How do we like, how do, how do we kind of communicate and, and start to, uh, you know, get used to working together and, and all of those things. And so, um, it's, it's a lot, it's, it's, it's a ton to have to do and have to deal with, at the end of the day, for me, the reason I've been able to kind of stay at it as long as I have is now, now I've been sort of kind of connected to this organization in a way, whereas I just, I really feel obligated to tell the stories for the fans who follow this team. And I feel like, you know, I'm deeply embedded in, in it and I'm part, you know, I have a, a, an institutional knowledge that comes into play and, uh, and I have kind of, ascended to a, a presence that, that people, you know, look at me for clarity in times in unclear times. And that's a responsibility that I really enjoy having. And it is a grind, but I also really, really, I really enjoy the most when, when the stuff is really hitting the fan and it's all kind of confusing and you're getting all sorts of different viewpoints and maybe different reports and, and different information and you get those notes on Twitter from people. Oh, I can't wait for, you know, John Krasinski's story on this. Like, like I want to be, I, I, I want to be a part of the fan experience in terms of following this team. And, and, um, and so there's that, that part of it to me is very rewarding. And that's kind of what keeps me going in, in what is a, a big grind is that people really have come to rely on the information that I try to provide for them. And that's, that's a, that's, that's a, it's a lot of responsibility and it's a lot of work, but it's also very satisfying to, to kind of be valued in that way. Whereas, you know, and, and to bring it all back to where we started, like, I do think people value that more today than maybe they did, um, 20 years ago. And, uh, it was always been essential. It's always been really, really important, but, um, it is a higher profile thing. Now we're a little bit more public figures and, you run into fans on the street and they have nice things to say. And that's all great. Like that's, that's what makes all of this kind of worth doing. 
Good stuff. Uh, John, give us a final thought on the t- actual Timberwolves. Uh, once again, I want to thank TSR Injury Law and All Energy Solar and our producer, Brandon Morton. Thanks for listening to TalkNorth.com. We have outdoor content, variety content, and massive amount of sports content, the best sports lineup in town uh, because of people like John. All right, John, give us a final Timberwolves thought. Yeah, so uh, we, we talked just a little bit about it at the start, but Rudy Gobert is playing for France. Um and in the in the upcoming European Championships, and uh, and that's going to be in September. And so, for fans who kind of are a little thirsty for Gobert content and 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 seeing him on the court, that's going to be a real uh, opportunity for them to watch how he plays for France. Because I would say that um, f- watching him play for France is probably going to be a little bit closer to the role he's going to have in Minnesota versus what he had in Utah in terms of the people around him, in terms of the, the, the responsibilities that are on his shoulders offensively and defensively in terms of the wolves wanting to kind of unlock a little bit more offensively from him and show a little bit more of what he's capable of doing. He has always had a more active, bigger role in France with the, with the French French national team than he has had with the Utah jazz. And, um, and so if you want to watch those games and try and get a feel for the real skill set that Rudy Gobert has, uh, that's where you're going to see it. It's not going to be so much watching, you know, YouTube, uh, videos of him in, in Utah, which he was look an ultra efficient player in Utah offensively and, 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 and had a real effect and impact on the games from an offensive standpoint, but his role was a lot smaller in terms of picking and rolling and catching lobs and, 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 and affecting things that way. He has a bigger role with that French team. And so you can kind of like squint your eyes a little bit while you're watching him play there and, and, and kind of envision some of the things that Chris Finch uh, is going to want to do with Rudy Gobert. And you'll see a little bit more of that uh, in, in these games coming up in September. And so uh, that'll be pretty fun to to check out and see how he looks there. Good stuff from John. We'll be back next week with more Wolves stuff. Thanks to everyone who supports TalkNorth.com. Talk to you next week.